I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh,
the the cosmic wound, source of life, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align, open portals, I am the great mother, cosmic wound, source of life, sonic boom, DNA of the immortal, stars align, open portals, Never break my spirit, futile to even try I learn to love instead of hate, that's the reason why I am on my square, in the midst of chaos Channeling the spirit, without a seance It's my nature fam, mother nature's plan Calling the four corners, with a snake in hand Symbolically, I am the tree Deep roots, many branches for the family As Kundalini rise, charging the left side Alternate nostril breathing, let the stress ride Aura like lavender, calm and soothes you Build and destroy, born to improve you Really simple, ain't it? Nothing new is ancient Sacred sentences, cracking the coded matrix Copal resin over charcoal, repelling agents Intoxicating every breath, white lotus fragrance I am the great mother, the cosmic womb Source of life, sonic boom DNA of the immortal, stars align Open portals, I am the great mother Cosmic womb, source of life Sonic boom, DNA of the immortal Stars align, open portals First teacher, light breeder, bearing fruit Sharing truth, healing, taking care of you Mentally preparing you, the feds is a womb Tassels, umbilical cord One heart, one mind, one accord Birth and elos, as above, below Compliment the heroes to the point like zero, CEO, reflection in the moon, sun shining, original, not plagiarized, heaven lies between her thighs, home on the throne, where the king she belong, backbone, rider lips, survival imperative, in natural order, love and honor, Morocco to California, empress queen, mother, daughter, all life begins in water, sunflower, lotus bloom, honeysuckle, first wound, jade crystal, moonstone, master self, move on, copper arm, Activate, opening the stargate Charging up the universe Spoke the name of God first I am the great mother The cosmic womb Source of life Sonic boom DNA of the immortal Stars align Open portals I am the great mother Cosmic womb Source of life Sonic boom DNA of the immortal Stars align Open portals Lord knows.
full exaltation to those who liberate themselves. Joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is the four aims of life. The four aims of life. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed, starting off with Luke 17. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one title of the law to fail. Romans 7.12 Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good. Romans 13.1 Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Psalms 19, 7-9 The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Philippians 3.13-14 to Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah, I will help thee, yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 65:22. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Ecclesiastes 2.24 There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw, that it was from the hand of God. 1 Timothy 6.17 Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in 
uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Acts twenty-two twenty-eight, And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was free born. Galatians 5 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. John 8.32 And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. James 1.25 But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. And Romans 8, 1 to 4. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, the four aims of life, blessings, and grace. Ignite the more, the
Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, The Four Aims of Life. Millennia ago, saints in ancient Eastern traditions articulated the blueprint for the fulfillment of human birth, as it was revealed to them in the highest states of meditation and consciousness. The Supreme Self pervades and exists in all dimensions, and all beings, sentient and insentient, and that it is that Supreme Self which lives inside every person. Therefore, every person is none other than the Supreme Self. For an individual to realize their Supreme Self, they need to identify the reasons and objectives for which they came into being on this earth plane and ultimately fulfill those purposes. The ancient sages articulated the goals of humankind as Purushathas. Purusha means an individual or person, and Artha means objective, meaning, or pursuit. The Purushathas, referred to in the Vedic texts and within the great epics of the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, are translated in Sanskrit as the goals of human existence or the soul's purpose. These universal aims influence every thought and deed of our lives. Prashathas means with the purpose for which a person strives for. It implies our goals or purpose of life. It is exceptionally significant that our goals or purpose of life should be very, very clear. Prashatha is an ethical code of conduct created by Vedic seers to survive, assess, pursue, and achieve their desires without conflicts. It was to override the natural order of things where the strong crushed the weak in exchange for peaceful coexistence. The Pashathas are the blueprint for human fulfillment. Working with them helps you create a satisfyingly balanced, meaningful life at the deepest and most holistic level. They offer a way for evaluating your life and making good decisions. Knowing your goals brings meaning to your spiritual practice. Purushatha means for the purpose of the self. Take a moment and ask yourself, am I managing my life in a way to support my spiritual growth? What do I really, really want at the level of my soul? The four Pashathas look directly into what moves us, the diverse demands and opportunities of our lives. The first goal of life is called Dharma. Dharma has many translations and is typically understood as living your life purpose. Dharma, sense of duty and spirituality. The science of morality and obligations, individual, societal, national. For instance, the Dharma of fire is heat and light. Fire will always have this quality, no matter what. The Dharma of water is liquidity. In Ayurveda, the Dharma of the soul in general is to serve or give of ourselves with love. Our individual dharma refers to the unique way in which we serve or give of ourselves in life. It is discovered by honoring our gifts, nature, 
body type, tendencies, and abilities. Simply, Dharma means to be ourselves. The ancient scripture from India, the Bhagavad Gita, says that it is better to be yourself imperfectly than to be like someone else perfectly. Living our Dharma is essential for happiness. Dharma means truth, the right way of living, and human behaviors considered necessary for the order of things in the world. On a grander scale, it refers to the cosmic laws or rules that created the universe from chaos. On an individual level, you can think of Dharma as your true purpose in life or the ethical basis on which you live your life. It is also being conscious in your actions, words, and thoughts, having compassion and sensitivity to the needs of others, being awake to the existence of the divine within you. Ultimately, Dharma leads you to remember who you really are. Dharma is a process of alignment. One can move on bit by bit, prudently, and having clear mind with natural flow of truth, the most high, divine, or anything one can choose that naturally intuit in reality. The word Dharma is from Diri, meaning to hold together, to sustain. Dharma is duty to perform or functioning of Sat Asat Viveka Bodhi, which is the logical aptitude to differentiate truth. Dharma is prioritizing the duties and performing them efficiently in a righteous way. Dharma also brings stability and order, a life that is lawful and harmonious, and the striving to do the right thing, to be virtuous, to be helpful to others, and to interact successfully with society. Ultimately, Dharma leads you to remember who you really are. A person is born on this earth to fulfill certain duties. The soul houses itself into the physical body, which is most suited for performing these duties. The work that a person needs to do, which may be tied to their body, family, or commitments, among others, can be the dharma of the person. The easiest way to define dharma is to look at the verbal root, which really means to make firm, to establish, or to create structure. It generally involves honoring your ethics, doing right by yourself, your family, your community, the world. The ten basic principles of dharma are forbearance. It is a quality to remain calm and composed in all circumstances. Control of mind. One should exercise full control over the mind, which is always restless and changing. Forgiveness. It is the virtue of those who are physically and morally strong. However, it is not desirable to forgive a habitual wrongdoer. Non-stealing. One should not steal or take away or acquire anything which belongs to others without paying its proper price and without permission of the rightful owner. Cleanliness. One should keep the body, mind, and physical environment clean and pure. Wisdom. One should always try to gain wisdom through study, self-experience, and wise company. 
control of senses, one should keep one's sense of action and knowledge under control and become their master. Knowledge. One should acquire knowledge of both physical and spiritual domain from all possible sources. Truth. One should practice truth in thought, words, and deed. Non-anger. One should try to remain calm and balanced, even in the face of provocation. The next aim is kama. Pleasure is the deeds. Act done with the intention of the fulfillment of desires in the world. Desires must be recognized and logically rewarded with mindfulness to get freedom from them and not adding them to a continuous cycle of fulfilling and escalating. Kama is also linked with situations, persons, or substance. The desire for pleasure is what drives human behavior. A life without pleasure and enjoyment is hollow and empty. Kama relates to this pleasure, which can be sensuality, but is also art, music, beauty, love, intimacy, affection, fellowship, and kindness. It's what brings a sense of delight to your life. The right kinds of pleasure lead you toward your dharma and help you fulfill it with passion. Kama is good and necessary when it exists to support dharma and becomes part of the richness of life. However, excessive kama can lead to overindulgence, addiction, sloth, greed, and lust. To successfully practice kama, you must ask, are my pleasures aligned with my life's purpose? Kama means enjoyment or pleasure. Therefore, a common goal with all beings is the need for pleasure pertaining to the body and mind. Kama has been debated throughout the ages with various religions and cultures with often extreme conclusions. Some say the restriction of all bodily pleasure is needed in order to realize our spiritual identity, to love the Most High, to be loved by the Most High, to avoid sin, or to attain nirvana. The other extreme, of course, is the hedonism, which implies any pleasure is fine, even if it means hurting yourself or others in order to get it. We all need it, to a healthy degree, to keep body and mind in balance. The type and amount of pleasure is determined by the constitutional body type, age, stress levels, sex, and health. The basic principle is to have a balanced amount of pleasure and recreation in life. This helps to keep us healthy and vibrant while fulfilling our dharma. If pleasure becomes too much of a focus or if repercussions disturbs the mind, then we will not be able to fully express ourselves, our gifts, our dharma. If we set kama in the context of dharma, we understand it to be a part of the richness of life. Shining the light of awareness on your desires can help you focus on the ones that honor the true essence of life. Kama is two-faceted. One, controlled and beneficial desire, acts as a catalytic agent for actions in life. Much of the personal and worldly progress is a result of desire to achieve something, to discover something new. Another, uncontrolled or not beneficial desire can lead to destruction. The next aim is Artha, 
Arthur is the security of having the material comfort you need to live in the world with ease. While some people think that to be spiritual means to be poor, Arthur is not about rejecting the world, but being content with the things you own. It's to live skillfully in a world of material objects that exist for your benefit. Arthur means security. We all desire a certain degree of security in our lives. Arthur is one of the basic human dignities to have enough assets to live on and care for your family without hoarding or being greedy. Arthur guides you to ask the question, what do I see as truly valuable? Needs vary from person to person. Arthur includes everything in your environment that allows you to live a fulfilling life and also the means to achieve it. It includes knowledge, friendships, love, career, skills, good health, and prosperity. The Upanishads tell us there is no joy in smallness. Joy is in the infinite. Arthur provides the foundation for Dharma and Kama. Without prosperity and security in society or at the individual level, both moral life and sensuality become difficult. However, it's important that your worldly success doesn't violate the moral responsibility of your dharma and your journey toward moksha, spiritual liberation. People sometimes believe that the path of spiritual growth and the pursuit of material wealth are mutually exclusive, or even that a spiritual seeker needs to be in poverty. But that is not true. If we look at the universe, it is a reflection of abundance. Nature is abundant in everything. Poverty is nothing but a state of consciousness. If abundance is a quality of the divine, how is the pursuit of abundance in contrast with the pursuit of the divine? If one is in poverty, in a state of continually worrying about how to support and feed, how can one pursue spirituality? When one can move beyond daily worries, they can focus their attention on the goal of union with the divine. Balanced security in our lives creates a foundation for us to grow spiritually. The goal for security can become imbalanced in both directions. If we crave more money and things than we actually need to fulfill our dharma, our lives become imbalanced, limited, and selfish. On the other hand, if we deny, ignore, or judge as non-spiritual the appropriate acquisition of money and necessities, we can become overly dependent on others, insecure, frustrated, and may not be able to fulfill our dharma or life purpose. By accepting this as an essential goal of life, we become responsible for our lives and are simultaneously able to fulfill our needs. However, it is essential to remain unattached to the possession or attainment of wealth. It can be either transcended or sought with detachment and with awareness. When done in this state of mind, the pursuit of wealth is not different from the pursuit of the divine. Because one sees abundance or wealth as a form of the divine, and in this state of detachment, one recognizes when one has attained their financial objectives. When that happens, the desire to pursue wealth automatically dies away, 
paving the way for moksha. Knowledge is the greatest wealth, both material and spiritual. Material knowledge relates to our worldly life, requirements, and activities, while spiritual knowledge relates to spirit, the most high, and inner life. Material knowledge is necessary to live worldly life, and it can be gained through proper education, intellectual pursuits, and everyday experience. However, the spiritual knowledge is much difficult to acquire. Spiritual knowledge leads to self-realization. It can be attained through practice and discipline. Health is another form of wealth. One has to acquire and practice the knowledge of attaining good health, which includes the well-being at physical, emotional, and mental levels. Good food, proper regular exercise, and good thoughts are some of the fundamentals of good health. Contentment is another wealth. It means abstinence of desires to possess more, and more of life requirements and more possessions. It also implies that one should work honestly, try his best, and be satisfied with the results of his efforts. Contentment gives mental peace and moral strength to remain calm in all circumstances. Material wealth is another wealth. It should be acquired keeping the Dharma. Some portion of money should be used for charitable purposes. It should be expended only for the necessities and not for one's greed, luxuries. One should not become a slave of the material wealth, but should master it. The final goal, the final aim of life, is called moksha. Moksha means freedom or liberation. We all want to be free physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. As spirit souls, we are free in our natural state. Moksha refers to the ultimate freedom of spiritual liberation. According to the teachings of Ayurveda and Yoga, the nature of the soul is eternal pure beingness, fully conscious and blissful. When this realization within us becomes steady, we achieve moksha, or true freedom. The Vedic teachings on moksha speak of different expressions of ultimate spiritual freedom. Thus, there are different religions and spiritual practices in the world. The fullest experience of moksha is knowing, feeling, and expressing our true essence, our divine identity, with deep love. When we do this, we will find it easy to fulfill our dharma, our life purpose. When we are inwardly free and living our life purpose, we are being ourselves. In fact, the Bhagavad Gita says that it is impossible to spiritually grow if we are not ourselves. While the other three goals of life have to do primarily with this life, moksha, or true soul freedom, carries on with us after this life. When you live your dharma, fully supported by artha and kama, moksha or the final liberation dawns. Moksha means liberation, the realization of the self, and is the ultimate destination of this human birth. It is the stage of inner realization that the individual self is the same as the Supreme Self. Moksha is the experience of the cosmos within oneself. Often people make the mistake of renouncing everything 
in the pursuit of moksha. At different stages of one's spiritual evolution, this may turn out to be the wrong path and is not suited for everyone. The path for each person to reach the ultimate destination is unique, and it is only the individual self that can identify and see the path with the help of the divine guidance. Moksha is seen as the final release from life's illusion. Moksha is the full awakening of our real nature and the liberation from suffering, considered to be the pinnacle of the Purushathas. The whole game is that you want to be free. You want freedom from and freedom to, freedom from suffering and from that which is blocking you from realizing your own power and connection to life. And you want freedom to express your own creativity as fully as possible. Freedom to live fully and be happy in its broadest, biggest, and most grand and elevated sense. Moksha means achieving nirvana or the complete liberation. It is the state of liberation from misery and pain, which are so abundant in human life. It is the state of ananda, perfect bliss, after attaining which nothing more remains to be attained. Moksha is being free in the midst of the harsh, discordant sounds of the world, a continuing revelation and the opening to the never-ending depths of wisdom and love. At its root, Moksha is the universal desire for healing, well-being, spiritual understanding, and the experience of our true nature. It is the hidden knowing and the sudden whisper we may hear when things have gone most wrong in our lives or when we are truly receptive, reminding us of our unbounded divine heritage. The attainment of moksha is the highest goal of life. This the final objective of human life. But there is no instant moksha. One has to first go through and attain the first three objectives of dharma, artha, and kama. Life has to first be lived at the material level when artha, wealth, has to be acquired and subsequently all noble desires have to be fulfilled. But all these are required to be attained within the constraints of dharma. Thus karma and artha have to be accommodated within the overall control of dharma. Moksha is the straight experience of the absolute truth or reality, along with the total setting to the side of all false identities of whom we think we are. Self-realization, the direct knowledge of our pure consciousness, purusha, or Atman, is one stage. That experience, plus the total permanent experience beyond the normal or physical level of the conditionings, is moksha. All four aims are important to a well-lived life. Actually, each of them helps the other till finally we start desiring the ultimate aim of liberation. But most people do not follow all the four aims Similarly, because their own individual karmas, not karma, but the individual karmas, direct them to prefer particular courses of action. When you live in your dharma, fully supported by artha and kama, moksha, or the final liberation, dawns. 
Moksha is your true nature. It is who you really are. It includes emancipation, liberation, freedom from the cycle of death and rebirth, freedom from ignorance, self-realization and self-knowledge, consciousness of the oneness of the Supreme Soul, the Most High, the removal of obstacles to an unrestricted life, access to our full human potential of creativity, compassion, and understanding, dharma, righteousness, artha, acquisition of wealth by proper means and its right use, kama, fulfillment of noble desires, and moksha, liberation, or the final goal. A study of them and application of them today offer many possibilities through which we can create a grander, more beautiful, and more meaningful existence. Your journey through the Purushatras is beautifully summarized by Swami Chinmayananda. May your life be simple and pure, so you only know beauty. May your mind be clear and quiet, so you speak only of truth. May your heart be filled with love and compassion, so you radiate light to all you meet. May all you do be blessed with divine grace. The Four Aims of Life We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. This is Kalisa, moving on up with natural high. Try, don't watch the days go by. Lift your head to the sky and welcome the blessings. Don't be afraid of the heights, it's where we belong, we're divine. Your children, lift up your mind and welcome the blessings. Step it up, we have to step it up high. Step it up and make the blessings multiply. Step it up, we'll never know till we try We are AI Step it up, we have to step it up high Set it up and let the blessings multiply Set it up, we'll never know till we try We are AI Windows and doors of opportunity We walk away like we don't even see We not trust the Almighty as much as He degree Following the ways of our lost society Never too late to take you back off the wall I congratulate you get up after them fall And make a leap of faith no matter how small Breaking the chain lion of Judah conquers all Step it up, we have to step it up high Set it up and make the blessings multiply Step it up, you'll never know till you try We are AI Step it up, we have to step it up high Set it up and make the blessings multiply You'll never know till you try We are Higher and higher Moving forward To a better place and time Living with conviction I'm taking what's mine I'm taking what's mine In this world of cold and green I need, I need To be the change that I wish to see Oh, we are 
can fill your body up There's no time for drama, only love Won't you follow me, I'm walking to the sun Walking to the sun, walking to the sun Let the rays come and fill your body up There's no time for drama, only love Won't you follow me, I'm walking to the sun Walking to the sun we all get sad, we all get angry, we feel pain You see, this is a natural feeling You gotta accept it, you gotta embrace it, you gotta let it pass through you But then you gotta get back to the focus, back to the vision, back to the dream Yeah, they still want to get the sound, they ain't 
to the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on the timesofisrael.com. 400 Jewish study scholars denounce annexation as a crime against humanity. Academics sign letter saying Israel's extension of sovereignty over parts of West Bank lands would create apartheid conditions. More than 400 Jewish and Israeli studies academics have signed a statement denouncing potential Israeli annexation of parts of the West Bank as apartheid and saying it would be a crime against humanity, according to international statutes. Representing a spectrum of viewpoints, we write in opposition to the continuation of the occupation and the stated intention of the current elected government in Israel to annex parts of the West Bank thereby formally de jure creating apartheid conditions in Israel and Palestine, the statement said. It continued, under these conditions, annexation of Palestinian territories will cement into place an anti-democratic system of separate and unequal law and systemic discrimination against the Palestinian population. Israel's government may begin the process of annexing parts of the West Bank on July 1st. An action Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has repeatedly promised to take. The Trump administration gave a green light to the annexation when it released its Middle East peace plan this year, but figures in the administration are divided about the move. 
Palestinian leadership, which views the West Bank as the territory of its state, has decried the move as illegal, a death blow to any future peace process. The letter was signed by a range of liberal and left-wing Jewish study scholars across North America, Europe, and Israel. They include prominent professors such as New York University's Asiya Diner, Stanford's Stephen Zipperstein, and Dartmouth's Susanna Heschel, the daughter of Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, one of the most prominent rabbis of the 20th century. We want to shape the conversation on campus and in the culture around democracy, said Zachary Breiderman, a Jewish studies professor at Syracuse and a co-author of the letter. And if the government in Israel decides to annex territory and develop isolated enclaves of Palestinian territory without giving people the right to vote, as scholars committed to Jewish studies and Israel studies, we want to commit ourselves to democracy. Moving forward to Reuters.com, United Nations rights body to examine systemic United States racism and police brutality. The top United Nations human rights body agreed on Monday to hold an urgent debate on allegations of systemic racism, police brutality, and violence against peaceful protests in the United States and elsewhere on Wednesday. The UN Human Rights Council's decision followed a request last week by Burkina Faso on behalf of African countries in response to the killing of George Floyd, an African-American, on May 25th under the knee of a white Minneapolis police officer. His death has ignited protests across the nation and worldwide. We think it is a moment to really discuss this issue, as you have seen with the demonstrations all over Europe, including here in Geneva, said Elizabeth Tichy Fisselberger, Austria's ambassador who serves as current president of the council. This is a topic which is not just about one country. It goes well beyond that, she told a news conference. African countries may prepare a resolution for consideration at the debate. Tissy Fisselberger added, The United States is not a member of the 47-member state forum in Geneva, having quit two years ago, alleging bias against its ally, Israel. Moving forward to DailyMail.co.uk, United States is accused of bullying African nations into watering down United Nations investigation into global systemic racism. The UN's top human rights body condemned discriminatory police brutality and demanded a report on systemic racism. Rights groups accused Washington of wielding pressure to strip out any mention of the United States in the resolution. The Human Rights Council's 47 members approved by consensus a revised resolution. It was initially presented by African countries for an urgent council debate called Following the Death of George Floyd in United States Police Custody. An initially strongly worded text proposed earlier this week had called for a high-level international investigation into police violence against people of African descent in the United States, but it was warded down in the last few days, first to remove the call for an international probe and finally to strip away any mention of the United States. This sparked outrage from rights groups, which accused Washington and its allies of lobbying heavily to revise the text. 
head of the American Civil Liberties Union Human Rights Division, Jamil Dakwar, said, by bullying other countries to water down what would have been a historic resolution and exempting itself from international investigation, the United States is yet again turning its back on victims of police violence and black people. Burkina Faso's ambassador, who presented the resolution on behalf of the African group, acknowledged Friday that numerous concessions had been made to guarantee a consensus on the text. Moving forward to hiplatina.com. Four men found hanging from trees in two weeks can't all be suicide. Despite the lack of media coverage, racial injustice continues to worsen in this country. In the past couple of days, reports of mysterious lynchings throughout the nation indicate the murder of black and brown men is becoming a sinister trend. The FBI is investigating two lynchings that occurred within days of each other in two California towns. However, more lynchings are now being reported elsewhere, and there's no way these are suicides as the police seem to inform. On May 31st, Malcolm Harsh was found hanging from a tree in Victorville, California. He was just 38 years old. There was no indications at the scene that suggested foul play. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department told ABC News this weekend, the cause and manner of death are pending. A couple of days later, on June 10th, another black man, Robert Fuller, a 24-year-old, was also found hanging from a tree just 50 miles away in Palmdale, California. The FBI issued the following statement, according to ABC News. The FBI, United States Attorney's Office for the Central District of California, and the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division are actively reviewing the investigations into the hanging deaths of two African-American men in the cities of Palmdale and Victorville to determine whether there are violations of federal law. On June 9th, Bronx resident Dominique Alexander was found dead, hanging from a tree at a Manhattan park. He was 27 years old. Now just yesterday, another man was found hanging from a tree in Houston, Texas. This time he was a Latino male, but his age or name has yet to be disclosed. The Houston police tweeted, homicide detectives are investigating the apparent suicide of an adult Hispanic male who was found at about 9.05 a.m. in the 2500 block of Ella Boulevard. Foul play is not suspected. Investigators are awaiting an autopsy by the Harris County Institute of Forensic Sciences. While these deaths are being investigated, it's incredibly peculiar that police report no foul play. Men of color don't kill themselves outdoors by hanging themselves on a tree. The shocking part is that more reports of mysterious lynchings and missing people continue to be exposed. Take, for example, the death of 31-year-old Teet Gully. She was a black trans woman living in Portland, Oregon. She was found hanging from a tree in Rocky Butte Park on May 27th. Or 19-year-old Olu Watiyun Salu, Black Lives Matter activist that was reported missing for days, was found dead along with the 75-year-old woman, and now both of these deaths are being ruled homicides. These deaths are unspeakable, but we must speak their names and never forget them. Moving forward to Routers.com, Black Americans 
disproportionately die in police taser confrontations. As police confront protesters across the United States, they're turning to rubber bullets, pepper spray, tear gas, and other weapons meant to minimize fatalities. But some are using a weapon that has potential to kill, the taser. When those encounters have turned fatal, black people make up disproportionate share of those who die, according to a Reuters analysis. Reuters documented 1,081 cases through the end of 2018 in which people died after being shocked by police with a taser, the vast majority of them after 2000. At least 32% of those who died were black, and at least 29% were white. African Americans make up 14% of the United States population, and non-Hispanic whites, 60%. These racial disparities in taser deaths are horrifying, but unsurprising, said Carl Takai, a senior staff attorney at the American Civil Liberties Union. Police violence is a leading cause of death for black people in America, in large part because of over-policing of black and brown communities results in unnecessary police contacts and unnecessary use of force. The deaths illustrate a challenge for the United States law enforcement at a time when protests over police killings have thrown a spotlight on their tactics. Tasers, which deliver a pulsed electrical current meant to give police several seconds to restrain a subject, have been nearly universally embraced since the early 2000s as a less lethal alternative to firearms. About 94% of America's roughly 18,000 police agencies now use tasers. Moving forward to WashingtonTimes.com. Trump signs policing executive order, urges nation to find common ground. President Trump signed an executive order Tuesday aimed at reducing the fatal encounters between police and minorities that have led to protests nationwide as a Republican senator broke with the White House on the issue of revoking legal immunity for cops. The president took the action in a televised event in the White House Rose Garden, flanked by uniformed police and other law enforcement officials after meeting privately off-camera with families of several minorities who were killed in confrontations with police. On its face, the order seeks to weed out rogue cops, but Mr. Trump made it clear that he is not interested in hindering or defunding police in the wake of riots and looting that came within sight of the White House in recent weeks. Americans want law and order, the president said. They demand law and order. They may not say it. They may not be talking about it, but that's what they want. Some of them don't even know that's what they want, but that's what they want. (laughs) Mr. Trump's actions ban police chokeholds except in situations in which the use of deadly force would be legal. It calls on Attorney General William Barr to establish a national database of police officers who use excessive force. The order also encourages police departments to adopt best practices on de-escalating confrontations with their communities by making certain Justice Department discretionary grants contingent on department certification in such training. It also promotes the use of co-responders, such as social workers, to accompany police on nonviolent calls. The details were the result of quiet discussions 
between the White House and the families of minority victims and with police officials, said Presidential Assistant Jerron Smith. Congress is also working on legislation to address policing practices. Mr. Trump pledged in his private meeting with the black families that he will support legislation led by Senator Tim Scott, South Carolina Republican, one of only three blacks in the Senate. A rift opened in Republican ranks Tuesday when Senator Mike Braun of Indiana said he would introduce a bill this week to restrict the qualified immunity that protects police from being sued for actions taken during the course of their duties. The White House said it won't support such a move, and Mr. Scott has called it a poison pill. Mr. Braun said he wants Republicans to be more aggressive in addressing policing changes across the country. The fact that everybody's doing something It's a watershed moment, he told reporters. I'll be disappointed here if we don't get support behind reforming qualified immunity. Police departments already have access to local, state, and federal funds to improve their policies and reform their culture. But those incentives have not resulted in meaningful change, said Ed Chung, vice president for criminal justice reform at the Liberal Center for American Progress. The Trump administration not only rolled back all of the reforms enacted by President Barack Obama, but also abdicated its statutory responsibility to investigate police agencies for unconstitutional policing practices. This executive order amounts to lip service and does not make up for the administration's failures. Moving forward to NBCNews.com. Alleged boogaloo extremist charged in killing a federal officer during George Floyd protests. Stephen Carrillo and his alleged accomplice came to Oakland to kill cops, said John Bennett, special agent in charge of the San Francisco Division of the FBI. An Air Force sergeant who was arrested in the fatal ambush of a Santa Cruz County deputy was charged Tuesday in connection with the killing of federal security officer during George Floyd protests in Oakland last month, authorities said. Staff Sergeant Stephen Carrillo, 32, was charged with murder and attempted murder in the killing of federal officer David Patrick Underwood, age 53. Authorities said Carrillo and a second man traveled to Oakland with the intent to kill police and believed the large demonstrations spurred by the death of Floyd in Minneapolis, which they were not a part of, would help them get away with it. They came to Oakland to kill cops, said John Bennett, special agent in charge of the San Francisco Division of the FBI. Carrillo's alleged accomplice, Robert Justice, was also charged with murder and attempted murder. Investigators found inside Carrillo's vehicle a ballistic vest with a patch on it that featured an igloo and Hawaiian-style print symbols associated with the far-right extremist Boogaloo movement. According to his federal complaint, Carrillo, prior to his arrest, used his own blood to scroll the word boog, and I became unreasonable on the hood of the vehicle he carjacked, the complaint says. Both phrases are associated with boogaloo, a term used by extremists in reference to a violent uprising or impending civil war in the United States, the complaint says. According to the complaint, Carrillo wrote in a Facebook group on May 28th that the unrest is on our coast now. This needs to be nationwide. 
and that it's a great opportunity to target the specialty soup bois. In Boogaloo groups on Facebook and Reddit, soup bois is shorthand for government agencies that are abbreviated in acronyms like Alphabet Soup, such as the FBI and the ATF. On Boogaloo communities, frequently post memes about targeting federal agencies in advance of another civil war. In Boogaloo Facebook groups, the complaint says Carrillo was even more explicit about taking advantage of protests to stir up unrest and violence against police. Go to the riots and support our own cause. Show them the real targets. Use their anger to fuel our fire. Think outside the box. We have mobs of angry people to use to our advantage, Carrillo wrote in one Facebook group. According to the complaint, Carrillo believed that the Boogaloo, or Second Civil War, was kicking off now, and if it's not kicking off in your hood, then start it, according to the complaint. Boogaloo groups are actively allowed on Facebook. Earlier this month, Facebook told NBC News it would stop recommending the groups in its recommendations algorithm, but the groups would be allowed on the site. Moving forward to CNN.com. It's not just you. There's a sudden wave of fireworks exploding in cities across the United States. The 4th of July is still over a week away, but in many cities, it's already arrived. From New York to San Francisco, the skies light up every night and early morning for hours with no apparent reason. Now officials have had enough. Fireworks complaints are soaring and they come after months of pandemic-induced isolation, followed by weeks of tense protest against police brutality and racism. Why the fireworks are going off so frequently is anyone's guess, and city officials say they don't yet know where the big ones are coming from. Conspiracies abound over who's responsible, but it's clear that the incessant firework displays are an inconvenient and dangerous phenomenon in an already surreal American environment. There seems to be no geographic pattern behind which cities are shooting off the most. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh told reporters that calls to police about illegal fireworks jumped 2,300%, 2,300% in May compared to the same period in 2019. He said some of the calls were originally for gunshots that turned out to be fireworks. This is a serious issue, he said. People are frightened. People are losing sleep. Babies and children are woken up. Pets are terrified. Our veterans and others with PTSD are experiencing real harm, and it's a real fire hazard to our city. California's Alameda County, near San Francisco, has received complaints about a higher-than-normal use of illegal fireworks, too, according to Alameda County Sheriff's Department. Southern California is staying up all night, too. The city of Pasadena said firework complaints are up 400%, and Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies recently seized a truckload of illegal fireworks valued at $10,000, according to CNN affiliate KCBS. New York's fireworks problem is among the worst, with residents in all five boroughs losing sleep for over a week. Nuisance fireworks are not an entirely new issue for the city, Mayor Bill de Blasio said in a Tuesday news conference, but there are more fireworks than we've seen in years past. 
and they're being lit up earlier than usual. This is a real problem, said de Blasio. Not just a quality of life problem and a noise problem, and it's certainly that, but it can also be dangerous. Leaders in the fireworks industry expect the run-up to July 4th to end the lull in sales throughout the winter and early spring, but even they've never seen sales soar quite as early as they did this year, and those are just the legal ones. Backyard firework use is expected to hit an all-time high this Independence Day, according to the American Pyrotechnics Association, a trade group for consumers and commercial fireworks retailers. Bill Wellmer is vice president and general counsel at Phantom Fireworks, which brands itself the leading fireworks retailer in the United States. In his nearly 30 years in the pyrotechnics business, this is the first season that's knocked him over. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tech knowledge. Blessings and grace. Compassionate with patience as a science Endorsing love and unity Promoting self-reliance Balancing our emotions Tempering our temperament Maintaining our composure And learning when to vent But as injustice grips the masses more and more The pressure makes them not much Instead it makes me sure That there is tension building inside I And I'm trusting I spirit to guide I Even if no one else overstands I have got to do what it I. Friends and family might leave I But is a righteous tension of brew So I must prepare for what I might have to do Misleaders use semantics to manipulate us Meaningless promises to keep us in a state of Catatonic apprehension, empty hands up to the sky The art of misdirection used to disguise the light Telling us decisions made are for our good by those who we elect When in actuality they merely reflect an ulterior agenda To profit in their terms so the people only matter When the people help them earn Whoa, so them corrupt system get burned I've got to do what it demands I eyes and theirs might deceive I Friends and family might leave I But it's a righteous tension of brew So I must prepare for what I might have to do
soldiers on your street Tanks on every boulevard, police on every beat Choppers hovering but a stillness in the air How will you be feeling, relieved or filled with fear? Then the radio announces that the leader's going to speak Adrenaline explodes as your attention peaks He says, you may already notice the plans for your protection Put in place to neutralize potential insurrection But have no fear, the force is here with tear gas, bombs and guns So no undesirables will compromise the flow of funds Tell me where will you be standing, what will you plan to do When you realize the enemy is you Screaming about whack shit while we over here 
globe changing We really redirecting the earth's rotation Like it don't make sense, amazing Standing TV ovation Black mask, long rangers Sleeper cell clone agents Hit a Copenhagen with no code naming I woke this adjacent to the matrix In a vacant spaceship Came down to earth to vacation To save some alien patients The game's changing and it's safe to say It's painstaking Skill recognized skill And you got alien faces I pray to fake never notice me They reptilian It's looking like an episode of V This that rotary phone rap Throw back to an unknown galaxy The true essence but still something you haven't seen we black is being blindfolded, searching for freedom and not finding one eye over something to cry over. They say we end up dead and in jail, but if all's well, they said it ends well. These lines is over niggas' heads like him trails, but go on and get your presidentials, deceased kind. We just gon' keep trying to lead by example. Each time the beats rhymes is brand new. Peel your top, got you open like can foods. Black moonshine and half werewolf, half human.
blessings and grace. And welcome to Technology. Starting off on TheVerge.com, the FDA just approved the first prescription video game for kids with ADHD, Attention Deficit Hypertension Disorder. This landmark decision from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, which is authorizing doctors to prescribe the iPhone and iPad game for kids between the ages of 8 and 12 years old with ADHD, after it underwent seven years of clinical trials that studied over 600 children to figure out whether a game could actually make a difference. According to the company's favorite of the five studies, the answer is yes. One-third of kids treated no longer had a measurable attention deficit on at least one measure of objective attention after playing the obstacle-dodging, target-collecting game for 25 minutes a day, five days a week for four weeks. Improvements in ADHD impairments following a month of treatment with Endeavor RX were maintained for up to a month, the company cites, with the most common side effects being frustration and headache, seemingly mild compared to traditional drugs, as you'd hope from the so-called virtual medicine. That said, we are talking about a study by doctors who work for the game's developer. According to disclosures at the bottom of the study, and even their conclusions is that the results are not sufficient to suggest that AKL-T01 should be used as an alternative to established and recommended treatments for ADHD. With Endeavor RX, the next step is to actually launch the game, and a Killi rep tells The Verge, though it did technically open up enrollment for a limited number of families under the FDA's relaxed COVID-19 enforcement back in April, if you're interested, the company's website currently has a wait list you can join. While the FDA says Endeavor RX is the first prescription video game it's approved, a Verge reader points out that Bayer did introduce an FDA-approved glucose meter called Digit, which could plug into a Nintendo DS back in 2010, which gave kids points for testing their glucose levels that they could spend in the exclusive Knock 'em Downs World Fair video game. Moving forward to Futurism.com. New research. There could be 36 alien civilizations in our galaxy. They say there should be around 36 active civilizations in our galaxy. According to a new study in the Astrophysical Journal, there could be dozens of intelligent alien civilizations hiding in our galaxy, all capable of communicating. There should be at least a few dozen active civilizations in our galaxy under the assumption that it takes 5 billion years of intelligent life to form on other planets as on Earth. Christopher Concilis, professor of astrophysics at the University of Nottingham and lead author of the study, said in a statement, The idea is looking at evolution, but on a cosmic scale, he added. The researchers say the numbers suggest there are a number of technological civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. In the strong criteria whereby a metal content equal to that of the sun is needed, the sun is relatively speaking quite metal rich. We calculate that there should be around 36 active civilizations in our galaxy. Tom Websby, first author and assistant professor at the University of Nottingham, said in a statement, 
Previous estimations have been based on educated guesses and opinions, something that can cause numbers to vary quite substantially, according to Westby, but the astronomers say their estimation takes the latest research into account. Our new study simplifies these assumptions using new data, giving us a solid estimate on the number of civilizations in our galaxy, Westby added. Hidden in the cool research is a major bummer. The average alien civilization would be 17,000 light years away. It's also possible that all other intelligent civilizations already kicked the bucket a long time ago. But finding them could give us important clues about our own humanity as well. If we find that intelligent life is common, then this would reveal that our civilization could exist for much longer than a few hundred years. Alternatively, if we find that there are no active civilizations in our galaxy, it is a bad sign for our own long-term existence, Concilis said. By searching for extraterrestrial, intelligent life, even if we find nothing, we are discovering our own future and fate, he added. Moving forward to 10.medium.com, scientists edited human embryos in a lab, and it was a disaster. The experiment raises major safety concerns for gene-edited babies. A team of scientists has used the gene-editing technique CRISPR to create genetically modified human embryos in a London lab, and the results of the experiment do not bode well for the prospect of gene-edited babies. Biologist Kathy Nikan and her team at the Francis Crick Institute wanted to better understand the role of a particular gene in the earliest stages of human development. So using CRISPR, they deleted that gene in human embryos that had been donated for research. When they analyzed the edited embryos and compared them to ones that hadn't been edited, they found something troubling. Around half of the edited embryos contained major unintended edits. There's no sugarcoating this, says Fyodor Unov, a gene editing expert and professor of molecular and cell biology at the University of California, Berkeley. This is a restraining order for all genome editors to stay the living daylights away from embryo editing. While the embryos were not grown past 14 days and were destroyed after the editing experiment, the results provide a warning for future attempts to establish pregnancies with genetically modified embryos and make gene-edited babies. Neocan's paper comes as the United States National Academies, United Kingdom's Royal Society, and the World Health Organization are contemplating international standards around the use of germline genome editing in response to the global outcry over HES experiment. The committees are expected to release recommendations this year or in 2021, but because these organizations have no enforcement power, it will end up being up to the individual governments to adopt such standards and make them law. Moving forward to Coindesk. Dot com. National Science Foundation funds research into crypto dollars. The National Science Foundation, an independent agency of the United States federal government, awarded a $225,000 grant to private blockchain startup KRNC to design crypto features for the dollar at a time when the digital dollar is a topic of national debate. Key Retroactivity Network Consensus 
or KRNC, is a protocol that would allocate a scarce cryptocurrency like Bitcoin to fiat dollars. The digital currency will be distributed free of charge to users in proportion to their already existing wealth. So anyone who holds dollars can interact with decentralized applications without having to purchase cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or Ether. To receive the funding, the KRNC proposal was reviewed by a panel of external industry experts and evaluated for its merit and commercial potential. Anna Brady Estevez, the National Science Foundation program manager for the grant, said the agency had no mandates for specific end uses for any of its awards to small businesses. We focus on projects where there is meaningful technical work to be done with the potential to drive competitive advantage and impact commercially, Estevez said. One feature KRNC is particularly interested in, including in its cryptocurrency, is scarcity. Inspired by Bitcoin, often likened to gold, Ehrlich plans to ensure the scarcity of his digital gold by freezing the supply at the time of launch. If today there is $15 trillion when the currency is launched, it will be possible only to ever unlock $15 trillion crypto dollars, Ehrlich said. Users who wish to acquire digital gold can deposit fiat money in banks during the period of allocation and be assigned free currency. Once the currency is assigned, users are free to purchase goods and services or trade the gold in the same way as Bitcoin. Users can also choose to spend or trade the digital gold separately from their fiat money or use it as a weighted dollar. They're getting a fiat dollar and the gold, so if there's a shift in the price of either one, they're protected from the risk of that volatility, Ehrlich said. KRNC is asymmetric, so even if an adversary tries to purchase a larger stake, as long as the initial majority of all the fiat money is owned by honest agents, the system can remain secure. It's a way to provide superior security at zero cost, he said. The playing field is not limited to a few buyers and miners, but the billions of people who own fiat money. Moving forward to AppleInsider.com, Apple updates Maps Siri to show support for Black Lives Matter. Apple is showing its support for the current Black Lives Matter movement and related protests with a pair of recent changes to Apple Maps and Surrey. Amid ongoing global demonstrations, protesting police brutality, and the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, Apple CEO Tim Cook has publicly spoken out against racism and injustice. The company is also showing its support in other ways too. Apple recently updated its Washington, D.C. satellite imagery on Apple Maps to show off the new Black Lives Matter street mural near the White House. Another small gesture of support, Apple has also updated Surrey to respond differently to the phrase All Lives Matter, which has become a common retort to Black Lives Matter. The digital assistant now says All Lives Matter is often used in response to the phrase Black Lives Matter but it does not represent the same concerns and redirects users to the official Black Lives Matter website. Apple also paid tribute to the current human rights movement with Apple Music, which participated in Blackout Tuesday on June 2nd, and the App Store, which Apple updated to highlight various apps focused on racism 
political action and those created by black developers. Moving forward to nature.com, grieving and frustrated black scientists call out racism in the wake of police killings. An academic strike is planned for this week alongside marches and demonstrations worldwide. As marchers and the United States and around the world filled the streets this past week to protest against police brutality and racial injustice, black scientists grieved openly on social media, calling for action on racism in society and in science. Many stated ways in which institutions and colleagues, from collaborators to meeting organizers, could support black scientists. Some pushed universities and scientific societies to release statements against racism, and several tweeted that the weight of the current events made it even harder for them to do their jobs in a profession that already marginalizes women and people of color, and black scientists in particular. I'm not there yet, wrote Desmond Upton Patton, a professor of social work at Columbia University in New York City. I'm struggling with kindness, forgiveness, empathy. I feel pushed to make decisions, go to meetings, and to show up. I'm just not ready. Scientists are organizing as well. Hundreds are planning to stop their research on June 10th as a part of an academic strike in support of the larger movement. The goal is to hit pause, to give Black academics a break, and to give others an opportunity to reflect on their own complicity in anti-Black racism in academia and their local and global communities. According to a description from one of the groups organizing this event, time-sensitive research on COVID-19 can continue, the organizers wrote, with the hashtag Black in the Ivory. Hundreds described ways in which they had personally faced prejudice in science because of their identity. Leslie Weaver, a cell biologist who was about to take up a post at Indiana University in Bloomington, suggested that scientific institutions and societies should ensure that they include people from minority ethnic groups as editors, reviewers, and author of peer-reviewed papers that they give students, staff, and faculty members regularly diversity and inclusion training, and that they make diversity sessions at major conferences' main events rather than side acts that must compete for attention with concurrent sessions. If academia wants to support Black scientists, they'll train and support them instead of using Black bodies for a number quota, Weaver wrote. If academia wants to support Black scientists, it won't take another senseless death and uprising for it to be clear that Black lives matter. Addressing her own field of cell biology directly, she suggested stopping the use of HeLa cells, the extraordinary cell line that the doctors at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, took and cultured without permission from Henrietta Lacks, a poor Black woman in 1951. Abram similarly listed ways scientists could be allies to Black colleagues. Drop our names for special opportunities or hires. Post about our work on your social media. Cite us in your papers. Vote in favor for our contract renewals, tenure, and promotion. Reinforcing the case that such support in public spaces makes a difference, she wrote. Say something instead of secretly coming to our office later in the faculty meeting, hallway, or classroom when a colleague or student says something implicitly or explicitly racist. The challenges that Black scientists face and that white colleagues are now seeing aren't new, she added. 
keep in mind that the plantation has been on fire for us and that for most, it is a legit daily struggle to do our work. We appreciate you reaching out, but we'd appreciate it more if you'd help us put out the fire. Amid the maelstrom, Bianca Jones Marlin, a neuroscientist at Columbia University, posted a video message addressed to other black scientists, speaking out loud something she'd wish she'd heard at difficult times in her past, that your presence in science is important, that your purpose in science is seen, she said. I'm here to hear your stories because I get it. Moving forward to ZeroHedge.com, how to check if your iPhone is secretly a coronavirus tracker. If you downloaded the latest iOS update back in May and any following updates, then congratulations. Your COVID-19 infection status will likely soon be tracked by state health officials as part of each state's contact tracing efforts. Many iPhone users across the United States have over the past few days started to notice a new setting under the privacy subtab of the iPhone health app. It's all thanks to the latest update of Apple's iOS operating system for iPhone, iOS 13.5. Under the privacy settings for health, it says COVID-19 exposure logging. When enabled, iPhone can exchange random IDs with other devices using Bluetooth. This enables an app to notify you if you may have been exposed to COVID-19. Exposure logging cannot access any data in or add any data to the health app. Some on Twitter have just only noticed the toggle button, and we must note that it appears to have been quietly installed by Apple in recent days. A similar setting has been installed on Android phones as well. Some users question whether Apple will truly respect their privacy regarding their COVID-19 status or whether they've interacted with anyone who has the virus, or maybe even just pass them on the street or in the supermarket. This is happening as evidence suggests that most patients are infected by someone who either lives in or frequently shares the same space as them. Are you awake yet? Moving forward to HowToGeek.com. How to turn off COVID-19 exposure logging and notifications on the iPhone. Google and Apple have joined forces to create a digital version of contact tracing framework called Exposure Notifications. If you have health tracking app installed, your iPhone will send out randomized Bluetooth beacons to devices around you. It would also collect the beacons from phones that you have been around for 10 minutes or more. If someone is diagnosed with COVID-19, they can mark themselves as infected in the health tracking app. Every day, your iPhone will download a new anonymous database of those verified cases and check it against the beacon stored on your device. If you cross paths in the last 14 days, you'd get a notification saying that you might have been exposed to COVID-19 and the app will guide you through the next steps. The exposure logging feature is not enabled by default and to enable it, you need to install a supported health tracking app from your local public health organization. That said, you can go in and disable the feature and delete the exposure log at any time. To get started, open the settings app on your iPhone and then select the privacy option. Now you'll see the brand new COVID-19 exposure logging option 
at the top of the health page. Here you'll find the details of the health tracking apps that you have installed. If you have a health tracking app installed, you can tap the toggle next to Explore Logging to enable the feature. Select the Exposure Checks option to see a record of all requests to check your exposure log in the last 14 days. If you want, you can delete your exposure log by tapping the Delete Exposure Log button. Moving forward to NBCNews.com, Facebook is facing its biggest backlash yet as advertisers boycott gains momentum. As mass social justice protests push for change across America, retailer Eileen Fisher and ice cream brand Ben & Jerry are the latest in a string of brands to pull their advertising from Facebook, joining the likes of Eddie Bauer, Patagonia, and the North Face in an activist campaign forcing the social network to counteract hate speech on its platform. In a statement shared with NBC News, a spokesperson for the Unilever-owned ice cream brand said, Ben & Jerry stands with our friends at the NAACP and Color of Change, the ADL, and all those calling for Facebook to take stronger action to stop its platforms from being used to divide our nation, suppress voters, foment and fan the flames of racism and violence, and undermine our democracy. We call on Facebook, Inc. to take the clear and unequivocal actions called for by the campaign to stop its platform from being used to spread and amplify racism and hate, the statement continued. Carolyn Everson, Facebook's vice president for global marketing, told NBC News in a statement, we deeply respect any brand's decision and remain focused on the important work of removing hate speech and providing critical voting information. Our conversations with marketers and civil rights organizations are about how, together, we can be a force for good. David Kirkpatrick, founder of the Techonomy Conference, said there's never been pressure on Facebook like there is right now, and we've never seen an organized movement of advertisers driven by extremely respected and external organizations like the NAACP and the Anti-Defamation League, he said. That is new, and that must be very worrisome to Facebook, because if you were going to gauge their behavior overall, the thing they most care about is their image and their revenues. This is a genuine threat to at least that perception they have unlimited upward revenues. And moving forward to IndyStar.com, Indiana Supreme Court says women did not have to unlock smartphone for police. A Carmel woman who was held in contempt when she refused to unlock her smartphone for police during a criminal investigation is protected by the United States Constitution. The Indiana Supreme Court ruled Tuesday in a decision that could affect how law enforcement uses technology to gather evidence. The course reversed the contempt order against Caitlin Seo, finding that forcing Seo to unlock her iPhone for police would violate her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. By unlocking her smartphone, Seo would provide law enforcement with information it does not already know, which the state could then use in its prosecution against her, the court said. The Fifth Amendment's protection from compelled self-incrimination prohibits this result. This case underscores larger issues of privacy and technology. Beth Kate, an Indiana University law expert on constitutional law and data governance, told Indy Star. It's an issue where technology 
really has very forcefully presented this difficult social issue, she said. You don't want to give the police unlimited ability to search your life just by being able to get into your cell phone. There's got to be some limits, and there usually are. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. All this talk of reality. From little boys and girls with access to grown folks' information.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. I'll be talking about the properties and benefits of citron, one of the four original citrus fruits. The citron boasts many healthy benefits, as the mandarin, pipetta, and pomelo. Not only does it possess great antioxidant value, but it also exhibits antibiotic, anti-inflammatory, and pain-relieving properties. The citron is believed to have originated in Southeast Asia, from where it spread to the Mediterranean basin. It predates most other citrus fruits, and records suggest it was being cultivated as far back as 3,000 years ago. It has pleasantly fragrant leaves that give off a strong lemon odor. Flowers grow in clusters and differ in color depending on the variety. Sweet citron varieties tend to have white-yellowish flowers, while acidic varieties are purple-colored. The citron is usually elongated or egg-shaped with a thin rind of yellow color. Unripe citrons are bright green, similar in color to limes. The fruit can grow to impressive sizes of up to 4 to 5 kilograms or 30 centimeters in diameter when fully mature. The rind of the fruit is furrowed in the cases of some varieties, ribbed or even slightly bumpy. Citrons look like a lumpy, oversized lemon. There are three varieties of citron, sweet, acidic, and bitter. Sweet citrons have a lower acidic content and are thus sweeter. Varieties include the Moroccan and the Corsican citrons. Acidic citrons are those with a high acid content. Varieties include the Belady, Greek, Diamante, and Florentine citrons. Pulpless citrons, such as the Yemenite citron, have no pulp, just a lot of bitter pith. Citrons are an excellent natural pain reliever. If you have a headache, drink a glass of water with some freshly squeezed citron juice. It's natural diarrhea and constipation treatment. The thick white pith from underneath the rind is a rich source of pectin, a type of soluble dietary fiber. Pectin is known to help combat diarrhea and constipation. It's good for colds. Seeing they are rich in vitamin C, an incredibly potent natural immune system booster with antibiotic-like properties, Citron help prevent and reduce the severity of respiratory infections such as colds as well as speed healing. It offers anti-cancer protection. Citrons are a rich source of potent antioxidants such as vitamin C, a nutrient shown to drastically reduce cancer risk. It maintains healthy teeth and gums. A generous amount of vitamin C in citron pulp contributes to teeth and gum health as well and help prevent the dreaded scurvy provided the fruit is consumed fresh. However, the acidity of the fruit may in time damage teeth enamel and cause teeth sensitivity. So use a straw if you can. And promotes cardiovascular health. Citrons were known to contain good amounts of potassium and magnesium, two dietary minerals of unimaginable importance for the prevention of cardiovascular disease. While magnesium maintains the health of the heart muscle, potassium helps regulate blood pressure. Counteracting high sodium levels and lowering blood pressure, promoting cardiovascular health. It's useful for insect bites and small cuts. Citron fruit and the leaves give off a strong lemony odor which easily impregnates clothes. While it's pleasant for us, 
The smell efficiently repels mosquitoes, moths, and other insects. Rubbing a couple of drops of citron juice onto a mosquito bite is said to help reduce the itching sensation. It's also a natural remedy for bad breath. Citron pulp, juice, extract, or seeds are believed to help improve bad breath naturally. However, because bad breath is often a symptom of an underlying medical condition, this is only a temporary solution. Citron essential oil made from the rind of the fruit is believed to possess potent antimicrobial and antibiotic properties and would be employed for external use in various therapies. Again, citron essential oil, antimicrobial, antibiotic, a natural remedy for bad breath, citron pulp, juice and extract or seeds, useful for insect bites and small cuts, promotes cardiovascular health, maintains healthy teeth and gums, offers anti-cancer protection, it's good for colds, it's a natural diarrhea and constipation treatment, and also a natural pain reliever. Citron, one of the four original citrus fruits. Always turn to the nature of the Most High as your first line of defense for all of your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. It's Princess Kasaya, Warrior King. We got a lot that fire. Represented by Dove Music. Can't make it Come on. Go on and share 
grant I and I the serenity to accept the things that we cannot change. Grant I and I the courage to change the things that we can and the wise mind to know the difference.
has passed and with the return of the sage moon I invite you to the light
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape. Your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace. And welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll be starting off with the metaphysical meaning of principle. Fundamental truth. Divine principle is fundamental truth in a universal sense or as pertaining to the most high, the divine. It is the underlying plan by which spirit moves in expressing itself, the oversoul of this planet, which works its way into expression through Yeshua. The most high eminent in the universe is the great underlying cause of all manifestation, the source from which form proceeds. Although principle is formless, it is that by which all form is produced. Principle is the I am of every man. As the principle of music moves through tones, so does the principle of mind move through ideas. A word is a spoken thought or idea. Therefore, the Most High, as creative mind, moves through the expressed thought of divine mind, referred to in Scripture as the Word of God. The Hebrew word, Kadema. It means eastern, toward the east, Orient, going before, precedence, the first, principle, ancient, eternal, immutable, that which exceeds all limits. Youngest son of Ishmael, Genesis 25.15, metaphysically, Kadema, the inner or true being of man, divine principle, that which exists from everlasting to everlasting. Man's true spiritual or Christ's self. Ishmael represents the thoughts that are the fruit of the personal or carnal in man. Kadema, the youngest of his twelve sons, but speaks the individual's turning within to his inner, a true being, which is spiritual, eternal, toward the east. This makes one think of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15.46 and 47. How be it that is not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, then that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of heaven, the most high, spirit, and the Christ. Who is man's true inner self? Or first, the first. Otherwise, the outer man could not be. In outer expression and manifestation, however, the physical man appears to come first, and he seems to run the full gamut of experience in the outer consciousness before he finally turns about and begins to search within his own inner being to find the Most High, Spirit, his true source and sustenance. The metaphysical meaning of law, the law of the Most High, is the orderly working out of the principle of being or the divine ideals into expression and manifestation through creation. Only spiritual things are eternal and real. All inharmonies and seeming limitations in the world are the result of man's error beliefs and thoughts, and man can eliminate them by eliminating error 
from his mind. He can do this by understanding that the Most High's creation is all that there is and knowing it to be good. In this way, divine ideals are established in the mind and by the law of mind action, they are expressed, thus bringing into manifestation the perfection that ever exists in the ideal. The law of mind action may be described in three steps, mind, idea, manifestation. First, there must be mind. Second, everything exists first as an idea in mind. Third, the inherent power and intelligence in the idea causes it to act or express. And when it is expressed, we have the manifestation. To serve the Most High is to keep the divine law, the law of right thought. It has come to be recognized as the law of mind action, that men become like that which they behold. They manifest that which they mentally see. The heart is the subconsciousness of man. The laws of Jehovah are written on the heart by man's meditating on and realizing spiritual ideas as the reality of his being. The metaphysical meaning of ambition, a subtle mental force that drives men toward their goals. If it is dedicated wholly to spirit and acts from principle, it will work for good. The metaphysical meaning of success, attainment of a desired goal. Success comes as the result of faithfulness and earnestness in the application of the Most High's law. When one success fails to crown our efforts, we sometimes become discouraged and quit. Then we try to console ourselves with the thought that it is the Most High's will for us to fail. Failure is not the Most High's will, but man lays it to the charge of the Most High to excuse his own feeling of inadequacy and defeat. The Most High's will is health, happiness, and prosperity for every man, and to have all that is good and beautiful is to express the Most High's will for us. The metaphysical meaning of desire, an expression of the inmost being of man, the onward impulse of ever-evolving man, it springs from deep within being, and it has enduring power. Deep desire is essential to spiritual growth. It is desire, earnest, intense desire, that draws the whole being up out of mortality and its transient joys into the power to appreciate and receive real spiritual blessings. The metaphysical meaning of temperance. Temperance is the control and satisfaction, under the divine law, of the desires of the soul. It is established in consciousness through a harmonious adjustment of all the faculties of man to the law of being. Spiritual understanding is a clear, living, inner knowing of truth of being. Temperance depends on spiritual understanding. Without understanding, the soul seeks satisfaction in external things, and this looking to the outer throws the faculties out of balance. The man becomes deluded with the idea that there is satisfaction outside himself, and he gives up the gratification of the senses. The real character of the desires of the soul is spiritual. To be demonstrated as spiritual, they should be given expression in spiritual ways. The desire for stimulants is a desire for more life. The only true stimulant is spiritual life, 
and the soul craves it, man not understanding the source and the meaning of his desire fails to direct it into proper channels and thereby misses the mark of satisfaction. The metaphysical meaning of achievement, universal desire for achievement, the craving for accomplishment innate in every man, the universal desire for worthwhile achievement, giving a mighty impulse to all things, is divinely good. The metaphysical meaning of radiation, an extension of consciousness, Yeshua's soul radiation or aura was so powerful that it perpetually stimulates to greater achievement and thrills with new life all who enter its sphere of influence. And the metaphysical meaning of superconscious, the superconscious mind, a state of consciousness based on true ideas, on an understanding and realization of spiritual truth. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. Proverbs 29.18 Men must see beyond matter and material possessions, or civilization will perish from the earth. If the superconsciousness, or the Christ mind, is not developed, the people will destroy one another in insane warring for the fleeting things of the world. Preaching the glories of heaven will not reach a mind that has no capacity for the enjoyment of heaven. The connection between the superconscious mind and the conscious mind is established within by meditation, by going into the silence, and by speaking the word. The superconsciousness is man's only sure guide through the maze of the creative process. By trusting to the infallibility of this guide, man opens himself to the inspiration of the Almighty, the Most High. Delve within yourself to find the four aims of life and manifest it. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Woman Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me. The music, Mario Cruz, Little Thing, Dorley Remix, Jill Scott, You Got Me, Bodhisattva, Healing the Sound of the Heart, Afro Killers Remix, Abdul Razak Dakimbari, Dembe Diasan, Osalande, Carlos Mena, The Drums Call You, Perk Appella Mix, Sarah Devine, Zephyrin Saint, All the Way Tribe, Vocal, Princess Kazaya, You Can Do It, Remix, Featuring Warrior King, Yasin Bey, Umi Says, Sister Nancy, The Handle Dub, Osalande, Rich Medina, The Sickness, Original Mix, Freddie the Stupid, Mexican Guy in Mozambique, Beyonce, Freedom Live, The Black Opera, All's Well That Ends Well, featuring Majestic Legend and Jamal Bufford, Tension by John Nine, Abjo, Kendrick Lamar, Tango, Frederick Alonzo, Lee Wilson, Walk Into the Sun, Original Mix, Kalisa, Step It Up, John Pierce, I Am, Terry Hunter Power Club Mix, Candy Staten, Hallelujah Anyway, Corolos Castagolo Afro Retouch, Empress Congo, Abacadus, Moon Face Rhythm, The Whitefield Brothers, featuring Bachka, Earthology, Star, GMF, Great Mother Flow, Lisa Danger, Wise and Prudent. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, Build, give, be you till full love, so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all. Take my time If I search I will find I'm going to take this pace When I use my mind I win the race I'm gonna take my time Take it slow 